has been hugely popular and we can totally understand why. It is a magical space and can be inspiring in so many ways. Given that dreams lie within a space that help us understand ourselves better, what if they could provide tools to manage problems? In today's podcast, we will answer three questions. How can you get your brain to work for you in sleep? What is a three-step process to solve a problem in sleep? How can you wake up with a new idea or an answer to your problem? Nicolene Dawasesima is a dream expert and sleep activist based in the Netherlands. In the past 15 years, Nicolene has been frequently featured on radio, television, podcasts and in print in both Dutch and English, promoting the power of intentional dreaming. She's also been on the Sleep Whisperer podcast before talking about creativity and problem solving through dreams. Using tried and tested techniques based on the latest research, Nicoline sets your unconscious intelligence to work. Her clients gain deep knowledge and new insight into their situation, see problems from a new perspective, discover patterns that they didn't notice in waking life, and solve problems in new and creative ways. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, Author and Yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Nicolene, welcome back to the Sleep Whisperer podcast and we've had a very popular conversation with you in the past which was on episode 73 where we spoke about creativity and problem solving through dreams and I had friends write to me and tell me how transformational that episode was for them as it was for me as well and I know that you and I have a great interaction so it's always lovely to have a conversation with you and today we're talking about tips to wake up with a new idea and um, I'd like to jump into that right away since we've introduced you in the previous conversation and anyone who's curious about Nicolene can go back into that conversation to take a listen but let's unpack this topic. Hi Diva, it's so great to be here. Um, I'm really happy that people like the episode because this is my favorite topic in the whole wide world. I feel we live in a world where people have to struggle with work and getting all the things done and but then also get enough sleep. We, could, we know it's so good for our health. And when I learned about the research that's been done on how our brains actually keep working while we're asleep 
and how it's very logical that we sometimes wake up with a new insight and a new idea. I dove in much more on how can you do that on purpose? Because if you can do it on purpose, that means you can sleep, but actually also use your time productive, which means I don't feel bad about sleeping that extra hour because I know that my brain will be working for me, but I can also get the rest that I need. You have no idea how excited I was when I learned about this. So yes, let's dive in. Um, I have a three-step process. There's many ways to do this. But what I do with my clients is um, when, when there's a problem, especially something that you're kind of stuck on or you need a new angle with, um, then we follow these three steps. And usually, maybe even after the first night, sometimes after the second, fourth or fifth night, um, they wake up with a new angle or a new idea how to approach it. Um, I want to tell you why that works. And I want to tell you how to do it today. Perfect, Nicolina, and I can already think of so many things that are in my head where I'd like to uh, use this approach for myself, especially the present moment. As you know, I lost my father recently, and uh, it's been a bit turbulent emotionally, and I find that uh, work was a bit of a struggle. So I was, it, what naturally flows for me seemed to be suddenly stuck. And I think yes. this makes so much sense to me because I'm sure at this moment in time, I could probably use a different perspective. I hope that you and everyone who's listening just tries it out because there's no downside. All you can do is get more sleep, which, you know, won't hurt anyone. But this idea that, you can connect with your inner self while you're asleep and use your mind a little bit more. I really hope it will give a little insight. Now, for the nerds among us, which I am one of them, um, so let me just I. tell you a little bit about the science that I read about. Now, I'm not a neuroscientist, but this is so excited. Uh, there's two people um, at Harvard University in the US who are working at this really hard. It's uh, Professor Deirdre Barrett and Dr. Robert Stickholt. Uh, she's a psychologist. He's a neurologist. Um, the main thing that I took away from all of the research from universities all over the world, there's more people, but especially from those two people, is that our brains don't stop working when we fall asleep. We have this feeling of we drift away, we let go of control, and our brains go sort of on the back burner. And in the morning, we have rested neurons and we fire up again. Not true at all. Like, not true. The, in the previous episode, I go into that much further but our brains are so active. However, they're active in a different way than in the day. And that's where the magic lies. Because we're in the day, we're very focused on, well, if A, then B kind of thinking, relatively linear, because things got to make sense. Otherwise, we can't have this podcast and we can't, we keep walking into doors, the whole thing. At night, we don't have to do that. So the neurotransmitters shift more to making connections. And where, you know, in the day you think, okay, if I step forward, I keep walking. And at night your brain might make connections of if I step forward, then giraffe, you know, it, it's, it's very loosely tied. And the idea is um, that one of the many things we do in our sleep is exploring new options, but also connecting back with our emotions, back to what you were saying about you have these emotions what our brain does in sleep, and I love it so much, is let go of the rational thinking a little bit and tap into what is really living inside of us on an emotional level. 
So now you have an environment in which we are completely primed to make fascinating connections that we might not come up with in the day because we just have to be more focused. And we check it back with our emotions. So we get really real about ourselves. So the ideas usually come from a pretty real place. Um, now, I want to walk you through how to do it, um, maybe with a little example um, of myself, because I'm very stuck on problems a lot of the times. And I'm going to take something super, super small because I have these big emotional things where I talk, I think about my relationship and wake up with, but to keep it short, I'm going to keep it very, very small. I was on Clubhouse, the talking app, because I talk a lot. And I had to write a Clubhouse bio. Deepa, I am terrified of writing. I hate it. It's, it's words that have to be on a page and then they have to be right. And, and it's, it's just, it's blocking me so much. And I, I struggle with it. Like I can spend a day on one sentence, you know, that's how much I'm terrified of writing. But I know that my brain is much freer when I'm asleep, but also more connected with what is it that I really want to say? So what I did was I wrote a little draft. It was not very good. And then for a week, every night, I wrote a little bit at an evening and I went to sleep. And I tell you in the morning, because I primed my brain to think about it, I kept waking up with an idea of, oh, this should be in there. Or, oh, wait, wait, wait. If I change that sentence to this, like very practical. At some point I woke up and I thought bullet points. I should put in bullet points. It's easier to read for people. Those ideas I could have come up with in the day if I hadn't gotten so stuck on it, but I did. So I just got blocked myself completely. That freedom of dream gave me the sort of movement to go further. Now, how to do this? Because people are like, okay, can I do this? I've done it with everything. I've done it with, with my clients with work problems. I've done it with, um, okay, do I want to keep this relationship? Yes or no? Like, I'm not saying I'm going to always be right when I'm asleep, but I'm definitely saying I'm going to look at it from a more free angle. So what I do, three steps, it's prime your brain, reap the results and unpack the results. So priming your brain, people do it in different ways. What I like to do personally is make sure that I have a very real question, as in the more focused my question, the more focused I can take in the night. It's like when I go into the day, if I have a plan of, okay, I'm going to clean the house today, chances are that I'm going to actually clean the house. If I have no plan, chances are I'm going to do something else. Same for the night. If I have a plan, like I'm going to sleep on this one question, chances are you're actually going to do it. Now, tricks that people use to make sure that they prime their brain correctly is, for example, write down the question. But what I found is extremely helpful is to take a little time on it and make sure that you phrase it exactly the way that you want it. And what I mean by that is, for example, let's say I'm in love. Let's say I don't know if he likes me or not. And let's say I want to sleep on it and I want to get more insight into that situation. Who doesn't, right? What really helps is to step away from the superficial questions, like, does he love me? First of all, it's a closed question. There's a yes or no answer. No way you're going to surprise yourself with a yes or no answer. Make it an open question. Give some space for maybe insights that you hadn't thought about. But also, it's not about myself. 
It's about the other person. I can't surprise myself about another person as much as I can surprise myself about myself. So asking a question about yourself is usually much more powerful because that's where you have the most information about. So instead of, does he love me? I would, for instance, ask, um, what do I, do I need to learn about this? Or what about him makes this so attractive to me? Might not be what I think it is. Might be that there's something that I'm projecting. I don't know. It might be that there's, he reminds me of someone that I used to love that is not even about him. I don't know that maybe. Or it could be, how could I approach the situation? Might mean that I'm getting really stuck on this one thing, does he love me, but maybe I should be friends. I don't know. Those kind of questions give space to surprise yourself. And what I like to avoid, so we have an open question, not yes or no, about yourself. But what I really like to avoid is the question why, because that asks for reasoning. It doesn't ask for information. And I've noticed that um, a friend of mine who is, she's also a dream expert and she uses this process a lot. She said, when I was really sick, she had an illness and she didn't know if it was going to be chronical or not. She kept sleeping on the question, why does this happen to me? And she got nowhere. And then she started switching it up a little and asking one day, what do I need to learn from this? Asking another day, how can I approach this differently? Asking another day, what am I missing about this situation? What am I not seeing about myself? Playing with that question a little bit kickstarts your brain to playing with different angles already even before you fall asleep, which means that you're setting yourself up for success. So that's the first thing. Set yourself up for success with a great question. Then you fall asleep. A lot of people like before falling asleep to remember the question, like for instance, put it on a piece of paper next to your bed or maybe meditate on it a little bit or maybe visualize it or re really feel it in your body, whatever works for you. And then you make sure you get a few nights sleep, like good sleep is the best. And in the morning, what the problem is with sleep and waking up is that whatever lives inside of you floats away really quickly. Like we get out of bed and it's gone. So what I like to recommend is before you even get out of bed, make sure you have something to record whatever lives inside of you. So maybe I, I like pen and paper because I'm an old fashioned kind of person and a phone wakes me up too much. Some people like to dictate on their phone. Some people like to type. Um, but I do it before I get out of bed to really like have the smell of my pillow there to have maybe I sometimes even stay in the same position, you know, when, when I, when I there, because I want to keep that transition as minimal as possible to stay as close to sleep as I can. And I just ask myself what's inside of me. Sometimes it's a dream. Sometimes it's just a snippet, just some image. And Deepa, sometimes I have nothing, but I wake up with a song in my head. When I do that, I always, always look up the lyrics because sometimes it's, oh, oh, song, you don't know me, shut up, you know, um, <laughs> because somewhere in the back of my mind, of course, I knew the lyrics. The grabbing is not always easy because we're not used to it. We're used to get up and go, 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 go. So that's sort of a practice. But I have noticed that whoever I work with, even with people who say, I don't remember dreams at all, doesn't matter. Sometimes you wake up with a feeling. 
sometimes you wake up with certain ideas in your head or with um, just words or so, sometimes you just start writing and, and it goes somewhere. It doesn't matter. It's all about capture, capturing what's there. So you have primed yourself for success. You have captured what's there. And before I go to step three, any questions about one and yes, two? Yes, yes, Nicolene. So, you know, when you said prime your brain, it took me to how I'm doing exactly the opposite of that because I'm always thinking I don't want to set my brain into a thinking process before I sleep. So I'm consciously putting away my email, setting aside my phone. I'm trying to disconnect from all that's in my head. Um, and so it seemed to me counter to what I was doing, because if I start to get into the loop of thought, it's so difficult for me to fall asleep. So before we go on to the second aspect of this, I'd love for you to just clarify, what does somebody do who struggles to sleep if they start falling into the vicious loop of where one thought links into the next thought? So are we thinking about something a little while before we sleep? I, I know for myself, if I have a big problem in my head and I'm doing what you tell me where I lie down, maybe write it down, think about it. And then I lie down to fall asleep and then my brain is taking it into, okay, so because of this, that, because of that, that, and then I'm not able to fall asleep. I love that you ask that. That's such a good question. Because all the things that you say that you're doing, um, like putting away your phone, don't read your emails, for me, that is part of the focus. Because if there's all, all these thoughts tumbling around, in the end, nothing gets done in my mind because there's just too much. So I do exactly, I love that you say it because yes, I didn't mention it, but I do exactly what you do. I make sure that there's space. And then what helps me to focus on, this one problem, but not start over obsessing and thinking about it in the day is that I trust myself. I trust the process. So there's a certain, there's a certain permission of it's okay to let go because I'm going to work on this anyway, and I'm going to work on it better than I can with the thoughts jumbling up. So it's a sort of freedom for me. And also a little bit, it's going to sound stained, but it kind of feels like I can, I can let go and I can be carried. And uh, the, my, my husband sometimes says, Jesus, take the wheel. As in, you know, let, let, it, let it, just let it go. Because I know the science behind it. And I know that my brain's going to come up with things and my mind and my soul and my heart. And I know that my intuition is going to be in full play when I'm asleep. And when I'm dreaming. So all of these things that I have access to in the day, for sure, I have access to way more in that quiet moment of sleep. So for me, once I made the mind shift, and trust me, I'm a worrier, like I can, I can worry about everything. And I'm an overthinker. But once I made that mind shift of, wait a minute, I can, I can do this while I'm asleep. So I don't have to stay awake to do this. That was for me the permission that I needed to actually fall asleep and let go. Doesn't mean it always works. Like if I'm too revved up and too stressed out and too worried, then the adrenaline is just going to keep me away and it's just going to keep me awake. But 
what you say, creating that space. Sometimes I meditate a little bit. Um, I focus my mind, but it's a relaxed focus. Does that clarify for you? Yes, Nicolene. In fact, I think there's a very subtle shift that I'm able to make sense of it in my head now where um, typically I'm using the rational side of my brain. I'm going into worrying about, and when you said I'm a chronic worrier, so am I also. So, I mean, I'm even today a worrier, but I think what we're talking about is to let go of the rational thought behind, let's say I have a stressful meal I need to respond to today. Now I could be thinking about it rationally, which then probably spikes adrenaline and takes me away from sleep. Or I could say, let me not reply to that email today and let me sleep on it. And it's there as a flutter or a whisper in my head. And that's probably what you're talking about, that freedom. I love that. I love that whisper in your head because that's how it feels for me as well. And yes, I do that. Stressful emails, I always sleep on it because I know that um, that means that I can make all the connections in my mind, not just the first rational step, but also the rest of my brain. Also, everything I know about that person in the back of my mind that I maybe am forgetting when I'm in rational mode. Um, everything I've ever seen from the corner of my eyes is way more accessible in sleep. And we make those connections. Whereas in the day, we're just more focused on rational thinking. And that makes sense because that's what we need to execute and steer our lives, right? So I like that. I like to marry the two. I like to tap into all of that unconscious thinking and then do something rational with it. I love that thought of marrying that. And I know we've spent a lot of time talking about trying your brain. So let's come to step two. Yes, you get the results. Um, I just, you know, we don't need to say more about it. We, we've gotten the results. And then step three, um, unpacking it. Because here's where the Marion that I talk about of the rational brain and, you know, all of our subconscious information comes together. So you've written down whatever it is. You've looked up the weird song that was in your head and look at the lyrics and think, oh, oh, that's, that's actually very on point. Or maybe not. But then it's, maybe you've written like five pages of just random thinking, which is amazing. What I do is I step away for a second, get some breakfast, get maybe a cup of coffee, and then I go back to it. And actually, all I do, Deepa, there is what do I notice? What strikes me? What ideas does this spark? So I use it as inspiration for, okay, but what does that make me think of? Sometimes, like with the Clubhouse bio, it's very clear. I just have an idea and I, all I have to do is do it. But sometimes it takes a little bit more thinking about it. Like with the song lyrics, I have to really look at it and think, okay, but what does that make me think of? And ooh, that is on point. But also now my rational brain is connect, connecting dots, you know? But now I'm connecting dots from that slightly different perspective than I had the night before. And sometimes it's an elaborate dream that I really have to dive into and unpack because it doesn't make sense at first sight, um, but it might make sense later. Now, we're going to do that in a whole separate thing because unpacking dreams, I can talk in a half an hour about that. But this idea of we've, re we've primed our brain, we've reaped results, 
Sometimes it's nonsense, actually, but you don't know that yet when you're getting the results. But then in the step three part, I look at, okay, how does this make sense? What does it make me think of? Does it spark insight? Does it spark an idea? Or do I sleep on it another night? Because just because I'm asleep doesn't mean I'm suddenly a genius. It just means I'm giving myself permission to use my brain in a different way and to get all of my intuition involved and get all of my feelings involved and maybe get myself a little bit further than I was last night. And that works with tiny things. For instance, if I do a presentation, I always make sure that I have all the information the night before. Even if I have almost no time to prepare, I make sure that the night before the presentation, whatever, even if I just read over it once or make some notes, I do it the night before. So that overnight, I can keep working on it. And then it will be good. If I need to learn something, reading it once and sleeping on it will make that information connect in my brain much better than studying on it all day and then having to do something with it. It's, um, it's a process where I think, why don't we teach this in school? And how do people not know about this more? Because there's so much research about it. Um, there's statistics, there's, you know, people who found hidden shortcuts in um, their sleep from math problems. Now, I put all the research on my website for people to look at it. But I'm thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we knew about this? And instead of a really early in the morning meeting, because we have to brainstorm with the team, we say, okay, everybody sleep in a little bit longer today and bring your best ideas. That might be more effective. Nicolene, I felt like jumping in and interrupting you back then when you spoke about the song in the head because it suddenly there was this eureka moment for me ever since my father passed away. I suddenly there was a song stuck in my head and the song was uh, uh, in, um, it's a Carnatic song which is from my traditional culture and it's about the elephant god Ganesha and I hadn't even come to listen to this kind of music in probably the last 15 to 20 years and when you were talking about the song and go back and think about the lyrics so I just thought maybe it was a memory of something with my father and that's why I was fascinated by it but now when you were talking about that the song is all about releasing obstacles how do you face the obstacles in front of you and the first thing that happened to me when my father passed away was there was a sudden fear a sudden oh my goodness now there's so much that is out of my hands and I'm not in control of so many things and there was a fear and um, I can't believe I didn't think about this because the energy behind the song is all about facing the obstacles unraveling the knots and uh, problem solving um, in the most, in the easiest way possible, which is surrendering and surrendering not to a God, but surrendering to the universe, surrendering to the process, to the journey. And I felt like a child when you were talking about the song and the words, and it just made so much sense to me. I'm getting chills just hearing you say that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because, yeah, and you know, I always get this debate with people of was it then your father sending that song or was it yourself, your inner self, or does it come from another place? 
to be completely honest with you, I don't care because I love what it does to me. You know, I love the experience. I love the results that it gives me. And, and let's say that, that feeling of goosebumps when you suddenly feel this happy feeling of, oh, I get it. Yeah, it's a very familiar feeling for me. And I love that you have that. And am I right in assuming, Nicolene, that we're probably faced with these insightful aspects every morning, but we're just failing to recognize them because we've not been taught. And I think that's also what you said, that this should be taught everywhere because there's so much research backing it up. And I can truly say that my most insightful moments are that very second when I wake up and I have these transformational dreams where suddenly I'm telling my husband, this is what I realized I need to change. This is the perspective that needs to shift in me or this is the learning that I get from this moment and this is the direction that I need to go. So I'm just, I'd love for you to wrap up this conversation. If you could just clarify, is this the gist of what we spoke about today? I think so, yes. I mean, we all know now that we process information while we sleep and that we reconnect it in new and different ways and that we get back to our emotional intelligence as well and connect it with all of our intuition. So I'm not saying that every morning you're going to be a genius, but I am saying it's a little bit of a waste to not tap into that and to just dismiss it as, oh, it's just a dream, let's get on with life because only the things that we think of in the day are somehow valuable. I think not. I think that the research shows that our minds keep working and keep thinking just on a different level. We tap into a different level of how we use our minds and ourselves. And I think it's very valuable. I love to make the connection between that and then what are you going to do with it in the day? Lovely, Nicolene. Just remind our listeners, where can people find you for more resources? I have a website, it's called thinkinginyoursleep.com. And on the website, well, it's all about thinking in your sleep, like what we're talking about. Um, on the website, there's blogs about how to brainstorm in your sleep. Um, I have a whole page of resources with, I say there's lots of research. Well, there you can see the research that I like the best and read it for yourself. And, you know, just other things, lectures from neurologists about it. Um, I am a super nerd. So I will nerd out on these things. Um, but I'm also on Instagram. So via the website, you can message me if you feel like I want to know a little bit more about it. Thank you, Nicolina. And I know that we've teased our listeners by talking about three different ways to unpack a dream. And um, they'll just have to stay tuned to the podcast to listen to that episode, which will come up a few episodes later. But thank you for your time again and your intuitive wisdom. And that's all I could say. If I were to describe you, Nicolene, I would say intuitive wisdom. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Deepa. And thank you for the time here. I really enjoyed talking to you. On today's episode, Nicolene provided very clear frameworks on how to wake the next day with an idea. I will admit that I would never have been mindful of my dreams 10 years ago. I probably would never even have thought I could use my dreams to make sense of my emotions, 
my mind and my challenges. Ayurveda has beautiful insights into how dreams can be different from different body constitutions. But let's leave that for a future episode. Here is my take. I was not particularly intentional about having a dream diary or writing down my dreams. However, recently I started writing down a few lines when I woke up with the feeling that this was an insightful dream and it has helped me manage stressful times, make sense of relationships, emotions and help me to maintain equilibrium. One thing I will also add is that chronic gut and liver issues that trigger volatile dreams are not the intentional and insightful ones. If you have troubling dreams every day, reach out to me if you'd like to work through navigating and rebalancing your whole body based upon your unique body constitution. Have a wonderful day. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or the professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a qualified professional. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice or a treatment or cure for any condition. Be sure to always directly work with a qualified practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort or understanding. If you are looking for an allied functional medicine practitioner, do seek out more information on www.phytothrive.com. It is important that you have someone who is qualified and understands your health personally in order to provide adequate care, especially when it comes to chronic health conditions. Be sure to subscribe to the Sleep Whisperer podcast on your favorite podcast app to get each episode as soon as it launches.
that would prefer, you know, the either the natural calm or any other formula that comes like in a in a powder that you can mix and just help with that absorption. Um, in in glycinate forms, I'm gonna mention a brand that I really like. Uh, it's a professional brand. It's Designs for Health. I really like their their magnesium glycinate, and it has a it has a really actually high dose in it. I can't remember the number, but I know that comparing it with others, they have a really good um, magnesium glycinate. So that's in the uh, but the same you know Metagenics also offers it or any of the atrium brands. Um, so uh, Douglas Labs and Pure Encapsulations actually is also another one that I would recommend. Um, yeah, but but also. There's, there's, you know, there's tons of brands out there. Magnesium, I'm, I'm going to speak once again from the business perspective, like it's an extremely popular supplement. So there's, there's a lot out there. Just do your research. Maybe, um, you know, the brands that I mentioned is, is uh, the conclusions that I came to and, and, um, and that I love and know. But, uh, but talk to your practitioner and see uh, maybe what, what other brands you can explore. Lovely, Maria. Thank you for your time. And where can people find you if they'd like to know more about magnesium and a whole lot more about Maria? Thank you, Deepa. Um, I'm, my, my website is mariaroldan.ca. Um, that's, that's where you can find me. Uh, I'm, I'm making a lot of changes now to my website. And I do, I'm going to be doing a lot more work in, in Spanish, you know, if you, uh, if any of your listeners uh, know people that can benefit, you know, from from having access to this information in Spanish. That's what I'm going to start doing. I mean, in, in on Instagram, which is Maria Roldan underscore dot ca, I've started to post exclusively in Spanish because I feel that that I, I need to to help and to help spread this information to that uh, community as well. But um, but yes, in in Maria Roldan ca is is what really people can find me. And I know that I'd encourage anyone to go to your Instagram and I always listen to your videos because you sound so musical when you're talking in <laughs> Spanish that it just cheers <laughs> me up. Uh, but thank you for your time, Maria. It was a pleasure speaking with you and I can see your dog in the background at the end as we wrap this up. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Deepa. Thank you for you know the work that you're doing and, and all the information you're putting out there to, to help like so many people. So thank you for that as well.